Welcome to your podcast, Leadership is Tricky, where we'll tackle various topics, challenges, and experiences as it relates to your investment in leadership. So, let's design success together. Now your hosts. Hey listeners, welcome back to Leadership is Tricky. Eric here with Steven. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing good. How are you? All right. So, uh, uh, we're just going to dive right into... Um, our topic today, which is coaching and mentoring. Okay. Um, so just to level set everyone out there, I'm going to read the definitions of coaching. Uh, so coaching is a method in which an individual is supervised by a superior person to improve his or her competencies and capabilities. And kind of the orientation for coaching is towards tasks, Yep. right? With an emphasis on performance. So mentoring is an advisory process in which a fresher gets support and guidance from a senior person. A fresher? A fresher. That's exactly what it says. All right. Okay. Um, With orientation on a relationship, but the emphasis is on the career. Um, So the difference between the two is really a time horizon, coaching being short term, mentoring being long term. And when it talks about superior in both sides, coaching, it says superior is a coach and mentoring is a mentor. Right. So. Um, one is formal, one is informal. So coaching is more formal, um, tied to like performance management and okay. then mentoring is more informal tied to how do we get after it in your career? So, um, so what are your thoughts on, on either one? So I'll take your lead here, Steve. Yeah. Let's start with coaching. Cause I've, I typically navigate to that in my mind, just easier for whatever reason. Um, so for my experience, coaching has been, you know, me seeking out what we've termed the subject matter expert, the person that's really smart in one specific kind of task, function, capability, technology, whatever it is. And you go seek out that person, uh, ask for his or her time. They sit down, put you through some kind of like training regimen or plan um, and get you to whatever level that you're looking to get at. Um, And it's very, I would say more, you know, when you said the word formal, I'm not sure if I'd quite align to that thought. But when I think of formal in that sense, trying to take myself out of my own bias, Maybe it's more formal in the sense of I want to learn how to use, let's say, you know, SharePoint and be able to build a site collection and build, you know, X number of things. So there's really, you know, structured formal tasks that I want to do for that. And it's not very gray and touchy feely and, you know, kind of, you know, let's just see where this relationship's going to go. So you have a very explicit target in mind once you achieve it. You know, you and this coach can, you know, continue the relationship to learn something new or you go off and, you know, go teach others and become a coach yourself. That's kind of what I think of. Yeah, so it's interesting because the objective here um, on this table that I'm looking at, it says the objective of coaching is to analyze the performances of the subordinates and improve them. Hmm. So kind of what you were talking about, because it says that you should seek out a coach who imparts coaching on an expertise or a concerned field. So it's very focused. Um, so to your point, it might be SharePoint, right? Everyone loves SharePoint, but um, it could be like, how do I navigate this piece of software? How do I navigate this task in HR? Um, you're right, very specific to the performance in the job and, and, and that task. Yeah, the one thing I just don't, I think, agree with on on the uh, the surface is you have to go find a superior. Because I think it should be peer-to-peer all day long. If not, it could be the opposite. It could be the, 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 um, the senior level f- person, the supervisor, if you will, looking at the, uh, the subordinate or the mentee, not to jump too far ahead into mentorship, but uh, the person that you know I might be supervising and ask them for some coaching because I might not know how to do something. 
Yeah, perfect, right? So I think that's why this thing is tricky, right? So yeah. it's funny. This is coming from a leadership site that talks about the difference between coaching and mentoring, and I don't agree with half of it on here, right? <laughs> because cause in the real world, right, we're, we're coaching every day, whether we're coaching up or coaching down, coaching to the side, because um, I think it's just about the experiences that I have with an individual at that moment. Um, when it comes to subordinates, um, yeah, you can learn from them all day long because they are the subject matter experts. So, you know, they might be talking about something that I've never put eyes on, hands on, and they're briefing me. I might stop and say, hey, what is that? Walk me through that or come out, come, you know, after the engagement and say, hey, let's kind of deep dive that particular task, subject, function. Yep. And that's a coaching moment, right? Because that's something that they're imparting on me that I can take with me later. Um, so now, now on the mentorship side, I like to gain your thoughts on mentorship and then um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll provide mine as well. So the part that I do uh, aspire to what you put on there was uh, the mentorship is for the long haul. I think it's a relationship and key word there is relationship with somebody that you, know, you really trust that basically anything is going to be on the table with. Um, they have your best interest at, in, at, at the end of the day in their heart. And I think that's really key as well as this person that you're going to confide in, put all of your you know baggage, so to speak, on the table and talk about. That person's going to give you the honest feedback. They're going to tell you what their perspective is and maybe what they're hearing as well throughout their uh, their network. And you're also going to have that honest dialogue back and forth of how can I improve on you know just different areas of who I am as a person, uh, how I relate to others, not only in the organization, but even in your personal life. And this should be a, a person that kind of holds you accountable to how you want to be as well. So if you set personal goals for yourself, um, this person should be checking in with you and vice versa. You should be checking in with them and asking for that feedback. And I think it's really crucial not to only just have one coach or not coach, but mentor, but many, and they could be in different facets of your life. Um, I think it, I, I found that to be more true than not. Oh, absolutely. I think that, uh, so I have three, right? I have one for my career, one just on how to be a man, Right. A father, a husband, all that. And yep. then, you know, you also have like a spiritual guide type. Right. Me, not so much on the spiritual side, but um, every now and then I might go to this person and be like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And uh, he's out there. His name's Tim Branch and he's a pastor at a at, um, um, in a church mm-hmm. and he gives it to me from his you know, point of view, his lens. And I'll be like, Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And then, you know, he's probably dealt with it with other people in his congregation. He'll provide that kind of level set. Right. Whereas if I went to someone else, they might be a little bit more, um, unsteady, um, in, in providing that feedback. But I think mentorship is key. And the key thing that we hit on was relationship, relationship, relationship. Yep. Like I always tell folks that when you seek out a mentor, go in it for the relationship and what you might be able to learn from each other rather than, what that person can do for you. I know I said this on another podcast, but I I can't say it enough because too often people go into mentorship with the wrong intentions um, and they're looking for it for what they can, what the results are that they can get from that individual. And sometimes it could be like, Hey, you know, really all they want is access because of your position, whether it's your title, your influence, you know, in a community or an organization. So for all the folks listening out there and all the leaders that are out there as well is go into it for the right reasons to build the relationship. Because because even from the other side, um, mentors sometimes go into it with the wrong intentions as well. Right. They feel like it's a, a platform from them to be looked at as hey, I'm a mentor, but they don't put the time in. They don't put the energy. Right. Hmm. They don't 
Um, have you seen that true in your life? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I've, I have dropped mentors because of that reason alone, right? Where they, in name, they want to say, oh, here's my mentee, but they don't put in the work with me. Right. Or when I'm reaching out, they're non-responsive. Or, so you're like a tick mark on their list of achievements, if you will. Yes. Ah, so so that's and, and that's on both sides. But I think mentorship is key in everyone's development in life, period, um, because it's not just about the at work. Right. It's it's how do I become a more rounded individual in society? Um, and I think everyone should seek out a mentor. Um, and then one of the things here that says when you're looking for a mentor, a mentor should be a person having good knowledge and experience, right? I'm not going to go get someone that, hey, I want you to coach me how to be a man. They're, they're 19 years old, right? No, I'm looking for someone that has some experience. Um, and hell, you and I, we lean on each other when it talks about fatherhood, yeah. right? We share our experiences and we learn from each other and we know that it's tough, you know, and... Well, uh, well you're hitting on the area that I, I think that's why it's so important is that we all know that we're not alone, because I think in today's world, and this is just Stephen talking right now, but you know we're as connected as we've ever been, but we're not connecting with people like we should. Um, we have all this technology, all these capabilities where I can just pick up a phone, pick up a gadget, and just reach out to you via FaceTime, message, whatever. But I don't think we're doing that as effective as we used to, maybe, when we had less capability. And I think we really should get back down to basics, that human connection and that interaction with one another. And I'm not saying that you have to like, you know, divulge every thought and feeling you have with everybody you ever meet in life. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all, because you do have to have your guard up with certain folks in your, in your sphere of influence. But I will say there's so much value to just becoming vulnerable for a moment in time with someone you really trust and respect. And obviously that relationship and that trust you have to build over a certain amount of time. But once you get to that level and you can be vulnerable there's so much growth to be gained. And that's really what I think the value of mentorship is at the end of the day. And when you asked me earlier, you know, what do I think of mentorship? I didn't talk about the what's in it for me as far as me, you know, eventually getting a better job, more salary, you know, more access and, and, and it's about me as a human becoming a better person. Because if I do that, all that other stuff takes care of itself. Absolutely. Because it's funny you say that because the, on the table here, it says the objective of mentoring is to help an employee or person attain psychological maturity and effectiveness. Wow. Right. So you talk about growth, right? With that growth, right? You gain more effectiveness in your life. So yeah, the rest of it takes care of itself. So if I could leave anything with anyone out there listening is when we talk about mentorship on both sides, it's focus on the relationship because that'll last forever. So give us some tangibles. Like what does that mean actually when you're in a room with someone and you're talking with him or her, and you're trying to grow that relationship. So, so I will tell you, um, and, and I'll give you a personal experience. So um, I was going through a tough time in my life, right? And um, I didn't have a lot of trust for a lot of individuals in my life. And I was going down a path because of hanging out with people I probably shouldn't have. Did you realize this already? Or? No, I, I had no okay. idea, right? I'm in that's, the moment. That's the key moment, yeah. Right? I'm in the moment. And uh, it, took a, it took for me to go to war to meet probably the most important person in my life, right? So his name's Derek. Um, so I was having issues in my personal relationships. Um, there were people out there that, you know, I thought cared about me. But when you're you're out there in the desert, you're alone. Right. You have nothing but time and you're alone with your thoughts and you're doing a lot of reflection. But if you don't have anyone there to kind of 
spark something in you or give you an experience to kind of chew on, um, you're going to be stuck with your own thoughts, your own behaviors. You're going to be stuck in your status quo, right? So I met Derek and he told me, look, man, you're out here and where are your friends that you used to hang out with? Are they calling you? Are they mm. writing you letters? Are they sending you boxes? The answer is no. Mm. Um, your personal relationships, those are the people that were there for you, that cared for you. And um, and one of those per- people were my my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, who um, I didn't value as much as I probably should have while I was there. Um, so he was he was the one that kind of put things in perspective and told me that these are the people that care about you, those people that you have true relationships with. And if it weren't for him, you know, me and my wife wouldn't be here. Right. And even today, I can call him at any moment of any day and ask him for some advice and thoughts on things. And he's going to give it to me real because he cares. Yeah. Well, he has your best interest at heart. Absolutely. You know, he cares about me, he cares about my family, my kids. Right. And he cares for my well-being. And I know that and I feel that every time that I talk to him. So, yeah. So to your point is like, you know. Have I ever gone through a a mentorship experience where that relationship was key? And that's one of them. So, no, thanks for sharing that, by the way. I mean, that that was pretty vulnerable by you to show the rest of our audience kind of what you went through. Um, But to talk to uh, what Derek did for you, I think that's the key of what this podcast is to the leadership that's out there and just the people in general. If you see someone like yourself who was going down that spiral, let's say, of self-destruction and just doing things that you knew weren't going to be, uh, you know, even short-term and or long-term in their best interests, to have the gumption to sit down with that person, at least give them the opportunity to build that relationship with you in that mentor, you know, mentee or protege kind of um, moment. And then it's on them to make a choice if they want to have that conversation with you long-term, if they even want to, you know, hold themselves accountable to like improving one thing at a time and you being their battle buddy, so to speak, and, and walking with them through that, that unknown, because what you said earlier, you were in your comfort zone and you were with what you thought people that cared with you and you were doing what you thought was in your best interest, but he had his experience and his lens that definitely was not what you wanted to be. And now look at you, you know, we probably wouldn't even have leadership as tricky if it wasn't for Derek. You're right. I mean, so a lot of things that, you know, from that moment, and this was back in 2007, um, to, you know, early 2008, where, you know, he told me, go home to people that care about you. Right. And he always talked about, you know, where he came from. Right. You know, he always to say, I'm Schaff, Grob and Fierton all the time. Right. He just kept saying that. And I was like, what is that? And that was his address. He said that's where he felt the most comfortable and safe was at home. Right. With his family. And that's where this maturity and effectiveness, the psychological maturity. Right. At the time I was a kid. Right. I'm in my you know mid 20s. Thought I knew it all. I knew nothing. Yeah. Right. But now, you know, 10 years later, if I can go back and talk to young Eric, I'd be Derek and be like, hey, man, you know, you need to focus on these things to to help you grow. So so there's the big aha. Yeah. Mentors should grow other mentors. Just like we say, leaders should grow other leaders. He's done that to you now. Yeah, so hopefully so you can find those other Eric's that are out there. Yeah, and that's part of the, the genesis of leadership is tricky, right? Is yeah. we often see folks that are are struggling with leadership or you know, or they're good managers but they're not good leaders yet, or they don't even haven't even started to invest in leadership. They're just trying to get through the daily grind and task. Um that that's why this this was born was to help coach, right, in the short term, right? It's like how do you get 
through some some things, but then also share those experiences so we can start the mentorship as a group, you know, as a as a community of leaders out there. So that's kind of why this thing was born. But I know we're kind of digressing on uh, on coaching and mentorship. But no, not an issue. I do have a question for you. Then one more here. So. You know, we talk about mentorship and coaching and how that's like the preferred way of, let's say, leading in an organization. I'm really focusing on just kind of work right now. Um, do you see one is more important than the other? Um, and I'm being really specific to, you know, the older ways that we used to do annual appraisals and put people on some kind of a performance plan and those kinds of things. And, you know, we've heard that that's kind of not in vogue anymore, where it's more about the mentorship and coaching what do you, what do you see? What, what's your take? So I hate performance plans. I hate them. Um, so anyone out there that likes them, sorry for you. I hate them. <laughs> um, I believe in having the professional dialogues with people and talking about their strengths in the developmental areas as they self-assess themselves and helping them grow in those areas. Um, I think the constant day-to-day dialogue with people, um, gets you better results. So is like your idea of professional dialogue more coaching or is it like a hybrid mentorship coaching kind so of think, model? So I think it's more coaching um, okay. because we're, no, I'll, I'll probably say it's a hybrid of the two, but I think it's more in the moment feedback. Sure. You know what I mean? It's kind of that in between. Adaptive leadership. Absolutely. You know, so um, I think it's in the moment, effective feedback, you know, kind of talk about our SBO model, right? You know, when something happens, what's the behavior and what's the impact? And we learned that at, you know, CCL, uh, Center for Creative Leadership, um, CCL.org, giving them a plug. (laughs) Hey, we get a free class now. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I think it's more in the moment feedback that I focus on now. Um, There's there's only been a couple instances where I have to go to the extreme where we're looking at, hey, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But I think that we have to use our skills and competencies as leaders to pull people back into the fold and try to rehabilitate them in the moment rather than wait until the end of the year. And then it's like, ah, uh, you know, well, there I, should be no su- surprises. I think is what you're trying to say. I don't even know if it's so much surprises. I don't think it should be, let me wait till the end of the year to drop the hammer on this individual. Sure. Right. I'd rather, you know, work with them, you know, use my persuasive transactional uh, leadership uh, skills to um, keep them engaged throughout the year and help build them um, throughout the year. Now, if I get to the end of the year and this person is just not, meeting it they're not getting it they're not performing right then we then we start looking at conduct and some other things but um or even removal but i think that's an extreme i i don't believe in the the, the yearly performance plans yeah and, and I, so the so what i was trying to say and what i think is really crucial is i think coaching can eventually become mentoring and i know that we don't want to you know water down what one is or what the other is but i think what I was talking about earlier with coaching, where you seek out someone who might be really smart in a certain function, skill set, capability. I think if you establish that relationship or, or trust, if you will, with that person, and you went with them to learn how to do like public speaking, then you learned how to write a white paper, you learned how to, you know, do the elevator pitch. I think over time, that relationship could build into a mentorship type relationship. And I'm not saying the two are synonymous, but I think from what I hear and what kind of leader that I'm trying to be is to do what you said, where you do these professional dialogues. And I like the way you say that because it's not just dialogue. It's not just me grabbing a cup of coffee, talking about what we did over the weekend and it being somewhat, you know, tongue in cheek, non-value add talk. Mm -hmm. It can be that upfront, but then we actually do have a session there where we talk about him or her, 
what's uh, potentially a problem that there's, you know, in, in, you know, going through right now, then I can give them another perspective, some kind of motivational ideas or concepts or even rhetorical questions. Then I can walk away and say, Hey, let's talk about this a couple of days down the road and see if they had uh, reflected on that. Yeah. I think with the the professional dialogues, what I'm really trying to uh, spark is active learning, right? Not just for me, but for the individual as well. So I kind of said, you know, earlier was it forces them to do a self-assessment, right? And I give them this book, um, um, for your improvement. And that book talks about all the confidence you need to be a leader. Um, and it's funny because people are like, well, I'm not a leader. I'm like, well, yeah, of course you are. Right. Um, everyone's a leader within the organization because you, you have some type of informal or formal influence wherever you're at in the spectrum. But I'm trying to help them build that through sparking that active learning um, and then uh, and giving them a space for reflection after the discussion and come back a week later and tell me what kind of what they're what their action plan is as part of that coaching, that professional dialogue. Yeah. So I, I want to hit on one more topic here about the, uh, the value of the men, of being a mentor and the value of being like a protege or mentee and maybe focus more on being a mentor. So we've talked a lot about what we can do for the person, but just intrinsically to me, the, the fact that I can have an impact on someone's life and I can see them go from point A to point B it's really why I'm, I'm invested in sitting in this room with you today and spending, you know, my weekend talking to our listeners out there about leadership, because if it's not me influencing someone else, I don't know what my whole value is to the world. It's really what my motivation system is at the end of the day. If I can see someone who has a struggle in life, if it's a struggle professionally, if it's a struggle with something, and I can give them kind of another perspective, number one, and then give them kind of that action plan to uh, to eventually get to their goal and achieve it. Man, I'm like their biggest cheerleader because it's all about them and them achieving something that maybe they didn't believe in or they thought that they could never attain. Yeah. And I think that's the big like aha. And um, it just it, it it's just the the it's the motivation that I think I have that I hope most of our, most of our listeners have, because that's what leadership is to me. And I can't follow that with anything else. That was beautiful, Stephen. So, nice. so for all you guys out there listening, um, you can reach us at leadershipistricky.com where you can get more um, perspective from uh, Stephen and I on why are we doing what we're doing. Um, so if you have any thoughts on mentoring or coaching, um, hey, send us a note. Um, right now, you can send it at eric, E-R-I-C-K, at leadershipistricky.com. Send us an email. You can leave a note on our Facebook Um we do have a Twitter, Leadership is Tricky, and we also do have a LinkedIn account, uh, uh, Leadership is Tricky as well. So um, thanks, Steve. No problem. Thank you. All right, folks. Have a good night.